0: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: It's showtime, folks! This is where the big boys play, huh? Woo! And oh, look, it's over! He's ready! Oh, there go! It's gonna
2: be the biggest battleground in the history of our sport.
3: review. You're not going to do a blow with me! There we go. <coughs> I was worried we'd fallen out. You no, didn't give me no, a blow. No no, 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 no. Welcome to the Cultaholic Classic Nitro Review. We're watching every episode of Monday Nitro from its beginning to its bitter end or hours. Who beat we? I beat fake Geordie, radio presenter without portfolio, Tom Campbell, with resident WCW Nitro kid of Cultaholic, the Shreditor, Sam Driver. All right, Bringing Shreditor back.
2: Yeah, I don't know why.
3: Just like it. Yeah.
2: Like it. You're the, the like only person.
3: I know. I'm the only person that, that does most
2: things. So the rumor goes. I'm just going to leave. I'm just going to. Don't, gonna, don't you, let You us. never. You never asked me if I wanted to be called it. You just. I'm <laughs> throwing nicknames at you. Yeah, I'm just, what, name just at me. Just becoming what you want. No, no, no. I'm not feeding into this game. <laughs> Tom's just trying to turn me into what he wants me to be. Everybody. It's all I want. Really. No, this is this is disgusting. No. Uh, oh. Oh, well, we're fine. Ooh. Briefly,
3: briefly the video went flashy. <coughs> it did. Part it of the did. fun of but watching the listening. Patreon. You don't
2: know. You just saw us go... Oh,
3: oh, <laughs> I think if you listen to this oh, podcast, you're used to us just making random noises oh, throughout. Bovril. I don't care how people watch this like, and listen to this while they sleep.
2: I really no, don't. No, I, I don't get it either. I don't get it either. I get why
3: some people do listen to certain podcasts. Yeah, have like, I, I, not this.
2: I've got, I found a channel called Polymatter. I found a couple that are kind of like space videos. Like, Polymatter breaks down like international economics and stuff. So it's just, it's so easy to just kind of fall into this mm. hole of, and this company swindled billions, and you're just kind of. Just drifting off. <laughs> Lovely, like, boring tech talk out the way. You do Ooh. enjoy it. Do you know what job I would like, Sam, in another life? What naming me, giving me more gimmicks? I okay, don't need the other life. Another I'm one. a boat salesman now, Tom. <laughs> oh. Have I got to get? Have I got to get boat shoes and sail stuff?
3: driver? Oh no! <laughs> HMS driver.
2: If I could, could I, could I, I? I would love to go on a massive, massive, massive cargo ship oh. through like a huge storm. Hiding. People the... think I'm insane, but I'd just take me to the front of the the the, the tower. <laughs> like. <laughs> just to me at the front of the tower and just let me just just let me feel it. Wasn't that a, wasn't that a punishment on board pirate ships? Yeah, where probably they'd strap you to the front. The worst one was uh, oh, what was it called? Is it like raking, where they uh, they kind of they put you over the side of the ship with ropes attached to you, and then they pull you under the ship, oh. scraping you across the bottom of it, oh. which is covered in barnacles, and then they uh, they kind of bring you back up, oh. and if you don't talk, they send you again. Oh, gee, You only ever last the once, maybe, yeah. if you're lucky. <laughs> I
3: don't do that. The job I'd like to do is slightly different. I'd like to work on those, on those epic versions of classic songs that they use in Marvel trailers. Because okay. This week, at time of recording this, because we're bulk recording these, at time of recording, they've just released The Guardians of the Galaxy 3 You've trailer. You've got Audacity and yes. a
2: midi keyboard get a midi keyboard learn the basic melody for something mm. play it at like 50% speed and then slow it down further and slap some reverb on it there's your there's basically your what they do in it <laughs> they do they do rainbow
3: since you've been gone but it's like do a really epic with violins and oh my god Oh, Richie's, great Richie's getting
2: a payday out of that he'll be happy
3: <laughs> That's the job I'd like to do. I was thinking about it today. I thinking, I'd really like that. Really yeah. like that. i would try it'd to be find like, that song. Yeah, just I really want to find nice. that
2: one song. I'd like doing that for the the WCPW trailers when it would be like, we need like a, a slow version of O Canada. And I'd just sit for right. hours trying to find the right one. It's,
3: well, it's something quite nice about making like epic trailers. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's quite fun.
2: It's like one of the first editing exercises for anybody who's actually keen to learn to edit is just take a film Um like a copy of a film that you legally own, mm-hmm. rip it to your computer. Uh, so you have a digital copy of the film you legally own. I'm just gonna stress that again. Uh, and then recut a trailer for the film at the footage, but make it a different genre. Ooh. So Ooh. take something really serious and turn it into like a slapstick comedy. You've got to layer in all the effects. You've got to do it all kind of, it's a nice little exercise. That's a really fun. you got to make day. like a 90 second video. It's good. <sighs>
3: Ah, yeah. There you go. There's a tip for you if you want to get into the world of shredding. Yes. From salesman, sound driver. Also hard drugs. Oh, yeah, some drugs will help, <laughs> won't they?
2: <laughs> get, get a drug up here. Grease the wheels. A get a drug up yeah. It's caffeine, man. Caffeine is the, the, the bad boy. That's
3: it. <laughs> caffeine it's, is your friend. It's
2: it's your only friend on those long, empty office nights.
3: <laughs> Do you get that thing where you have too much of it and your hands start shaking?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was a late comer to coffee. I never really liked it or got it. And then uh, at uni... We, we were like having to go for a meeting and do some some shit and it was like can't be bothered like the uni room was so busy there was we like, will just go to starbucks we'll sit down we'll chat and then we'll go out and we'll shoot this thing because it was like one of those one day um mm-hmm. things and i was like oh shit this is awkward i don't really fancy a fruity tea i'm not really a fan of coffee i guess i'll just try a black coffee let's see how it goes without anything in it and then from that point it was just a massive slope downhill oh. but yeah caffeine is uh it's fun it is fun hope you're taking some while listening to this
3: today (laughs) while you're sleeping while you're sleeping (laughs) weird 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 sensory position to be in that is uh we are at a very pivotal point in the world of wcw monday nitro after what feels like months of just the same old shine 18 months 18 months of the same
1: well not 18 months it's It's been 83 years it's it's a what
2: it's a year in, in
3: timeline? Something like that, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, we finally have an episode that genuinely starts to pivot things. Yes. In a, in a fun direction. And we're going to go through it today. Before we do, uh, a few things from the real world of wrestling. All right. So the real world of the real world before the wrestling. Okay. Uh, number one in the US uh, music chart, Bone Thugs and Harmony, Crossroads. Nice. This is May 27th, 1996. Uh Baddiel and Skinner's Three Lions is number one in the of UK course, charts. I
2: expect it to stay there for a considerable amount of time. The football's coming
3: home, yeah. et cetera. Mission Impossible, number one in the US movie charts. Yeah. Tom Cruise's uh, Maiden Voyage with the franchise. And number one in the UK movie charts is Spy Hard, which features a cameo oh, from God Malcoma. Spy Hard.
1: Mm. Wow.
3: Leslie, Leslie Nielsen sort of trying to recapture the magic of the naked gun. Yeah. And to an extent, he does. Yeah, to an I extent. I think Leslie it works. Nielsen's
2: performance is always excellent. By then, I was more about like hot shots and hot shots part deux. Mm. Um And sort of the more out there. Like, they kind of took that style and just made it even crazier. There you go. That's, yeah. And so, but look out. But Hulk Hogan is, I think
3: we might have talked about this in a previous episode, where Hulk Hogan does indeed pop up in. The movie Spy, Heart. and he
2: roundhouses
3: as a small <laughs> child for real this time. <laughs> the kid deserved it. Um, <laughs> he stole um, Terry's donut from the <laughs> catering table. Uh, also, hey, how about this? Right, in terms of iconic TV moments on this day, yeah. at the same time as that thing was happening on Nitro, BBC One was presenting the first episode of golf-based game show Full Swing, presented by Jimmy Tarbuck.
2: What the fuck?
3: The series. We know big break. Yeah. How, like, you You know, you'd, you'd play a bit of snooker and you'd get different questions. Yeah. Asked. How, you know, bullseye, you'd have bullseye, which would feature darts and questions. And let's have a look at what you could have won. This is golf.
2: This is like a virtual golf Let's have golf a look thing. at what you could have swung. <laughs> hey! There you go. And they just, they get Tiger Woods out to just nail it and go, you're shit, mate. <laughs> you're never, and Tiger just walks off with the boat every week. Just, <laughs> just see you later. Carries it under his arm. He's just got a parking lot full of boats just on the river Y or something. <laughs> I always knew he'd hit <laughs> uh,
3: Jimmy Tarbuck, notorious golf enthusiast, hosted <clears throat> the show and comedian. However, the series is not a success and is axed after just eight episodes.
2: Who'd have thunk it? I know. Well, do you know what? In fact, golf is an incredibly popular sport, but then so, so is rugby. And it's a, a conversation I have a lot with like one of our mates, Guy. Uh, Guy's kind of like, he, he has like a big, serious, real job in finance and stuff. Mm. And I see him for rugby games from now, uh, every now and then. Um, but basically, it's like, rugby's like really big. It's like, yeah, it is. It's a, it's a, it's a big sport over here. It's not, you know, as big as football, but it, it's a big sport here. It's like, why is all their social media just just crap? And it was like, I don't know, but it sort of, it, it felt like rugby should have had a much bigger presence by now online. And it just doesn't. And I guess for some sports, it's just not that kind of fervent fan base that's mm. going to tune into everything. And and maybe, like, you know, get behind anything where that's just the concept is their favourite sport.
3: Yeah, so golf very much in a similar case where it's just like, you know, there is a fan base, but it's not really yeah. one that you can grow. Yeah. You know, but then you would have thought that with snooker.
2: Yeah. And Big Break was a success. I, well, Mary Whitehouse was all about snooker, wasn't she? Ah, yeah. she's the TV... She's um, the, the TV Christmas lady. TV lady, so she's yeah. She's one of Pink Floyd's three pigs.
3: <laughs> yeah. Something to be said about Mary Whitehouse being like, oh proper, edu- you know, TV must be clean and safe and wholesome and family oriented and yeah. proper. I like Big Break. I like the snooker. I like snooker, Big Break. Who hosts that? Jim Davidson. Right.
2: <laughs> it's just like, it, it always just takes me back to the, the Mitchell and Webb snooker commentators with just... Oh, that's a bad he's, miss. He's missing the days where that long work back from the table mm-hmm. would be accompanied by a long sup on a... <laughs> so like a long sup on a bitter... And a long old drag on a Lambert. <laughs>
3: They've got big pint glasses with them as yeah. well, those, those <laughs> classic ones with the. eventually the just handles. a massive
2: bottle of like gin.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I just remember every sketch of that started with, oh, that's a bad mix. That's a bad mix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Doctor Who fans will like this. Uh, on this day, a US TV movie based on Doctor Who. Uh, was broadcast on BBC One. It's regarded as being part of the same story as the original series, and is considered an unsuccessful pilot for an American co-produced series. Uh, It's marked the end of Sylvester McCoy's
2: era as the seventh Doctor, and begins Paul McGann's as the eighth. And it's like, I'm not really a massive big Doctor Who fan. Uh, Some of my family are, though. Um, And Paul McGann got a lot of shit, like Paul McGann's Doctor didn't mm. deserve the, the shit he got, uh, where it just didn't take off, and it felt like it was this ancillary thing on the side for years, until they've kind of tucked him nicely back into canon now, which, <laughs> is, which is good, because, you know, he's a fantastic actor, and I, I feel that, you know, any chance for him to even be on a show with, like, half the size reach of Doctor Who, I'm, I'm all for yeah, it.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, exactly, like, you can't not love him, he's yeah, very, plus, I mean, with good.
2: Nail and I, man, it's, a, oh, it's just,
3: timeless! Just,
2: just, just, ah... Oh.
3: One of the best ones of all time. Yeah, straight you know,
2: up. That Shawshank and from um, Professor to the Clumps. We need to try and do the drinking game, but I think me and you might die <laughs> if we did with Neil and I the drinking game.
3: Rem- refresh my memoir. You
2: drink everything they drink in the course of the film, and I believe the oh opening God. the opening sequence of a like the first time they go to a bar. The opening sequence of that scene is basically, it's something like I'll have two whiskeys or I'll have four quad whiskeys, two double pint, uh, two pints of this, two pints of that and like a double something else. And that kind of sets the pace. There's a point where they drink lighter fluid. Well, one of them drinks lighter fluid, and you've got to drink a shot of vinegar for it. Oh, God. Uh, but it, it's bad. I don't think I've ever made it more than halfway. Oh, computer it's, says no. Because you got the second that the, the drinks are seen on screen, they're ready to go. So you just end up with a pile in front of you. You have to catch up. It's bad. Do not try the with nail and I drinking <laughs> game.
3: <laughs> with nail and vomit yeah. will be what follows it. Uh, So that's the boring world of the real world. How about the wrestling world? That's more exciting. Well, uh, the day after this episode of Nitro, two things were meant to happen. One did, one didn't. Right. right? Eric Bischoff was going to have a meeting with Brian Pillman the day after Nitro. Mm -hmm. However, he didn't turn up. (laughs)
2: Well, he's just a, he's just a, he's crazy like a fox, you know? Yeah, he's Loose Cannon,
3: Loose cannon. He had, Brian Pillman did have a meeting with Vince McMahon the week before, though, and that went very well. (laughs) All sources, including Dave Bells, the Wrestling Observer, believe that Brian Pillman is about to sign with the World Wrestling Federation because... And
2: what a move for him, for the love of God. I can't imagine what he would have been doing in NWO era.
3: Jeez, we've we've been following his... Yeah. Early
2: exploits. We're
3: <coughs> both coughing. I know. Are we both ill?
2: I, I... Yay! <laughs> I'm hoping not, Tom. I don't want to get you ill. No, it's fine. I'll, I'm
3: will i not too tired to ill. Um, So it's looking like he's going to sign just with us. Pass the... through my body like yeah.
2: tracing paper.
3: <laughs> we were talking about this upstairs, actually, on a tiny aside. How, like, the, the ability of your body, mine does this, is that yeah. when I've got loads of work to do, It'll
2: hold <clears> off <throat> being sick, but the moment I have some time off, the body yeah. goes
3: and poorly. Yeah,
2: and now all the symptoms. It's it's yeah. You just sort of I I don't know what you what you get to, but when I get knackered, I start getting like the old uh, the the achy joints, and then yes. it's always like, is it flu? And it's like, well, probably not, because you get the achy joints every time. But is it flu? Mm. Uh, is it worse? Uh, but yeah, fingers crossed.
1: Oh, it's fine. It'll I just fine. I just
2: get tired, and I just, I'm just, gonna I'm just, gonna just like, stop like, licking like train floors and stuff. <laughs>
3: But it's your favourite
2: hobby. I like freaking out the conductors. They don't (laughs) ask me for a ticket afterwards if I just lick the floor. Top tip to
3: get out of a train ticket: just lick the floor. Hey, if you
2: pay for one LNER ticket, I think you're entitled to ten rides. The fucking price of the bastards.
3: (laughs) I like how it's like a roller
2: coaster now. Going on board. It's it's just I I I can't fathom how much it costs when I've I've got a book at home of every train I've taken, like just noted Mm. because I noticed after a while about nine out of ten times it's delayed in some manner sometimes it's a very big delay but mm. i'm just kind of tallying up all the time i've waited for lner um considering that i'm paying like out the arse for tickets
3: we um i had to book some train tickets for yeah. this weekend uh to manchester and i looked at then the prices I, I did the price but then where we want to get to we've got to then get an uber yeah. in manchester yeah. And I looked at I looked at that and I looked at Uber prices and I went yep. Ow, it's about 40 quid extra just to get an Uber from here our home to where we need to
2: go Yeah
1: <laughs> it's it's just—it's
2: insane, man. Like, like
3: how it's, is it's, that all right?
2: It's not, but you know, it's if you just keep plugging so your ears and, and passing new laws, everything will be fine, right? Yeah,
3: that's what we have to do. Yeah, that is the rules. So the Pilman meeting didn't happen the day after this episode of Nitro, but what did happen <clears throat> is that Road Warrior Hawk and Road Warrior Animal uh, officially quit WCW, turned in their their papers, turned in their shoulder pads, and buggered right off. Um, same problem that they've been for the last <laughs> few weeks. Same problem they've had for the last few weeks, you've got these big hitters coming in from yeah. up north and they're like, Why are they on more money than us? And they're like, We're not changing your we're not changing your contract. Right, bye. Although this
2: time they called their bluff and said, yeah. Right, we're leaving. Uh, see you later. Bye then. Yeah. <laughs> i think in fairness it's not like they were getting the road warriors of old there was maybe some buyer's remorse there after mm. the the angles didn't quite land yeah initially um then again the booking was quite confusing initially you know, they wanted the one come in as this big tearaway team and then we see them cheating and losing quite a lot and then no real resolution to that i think we got one pay-per-view match maybe um and it's just sort of swept under what happened with it's like the public enemy stuff why am with public enemy switching clothes Mm. Like, it's, it's just you know it, we might find out into tw- you know 2016 or something. It was a one bit and then it was done
3: again. Yeah. Um, some weird uh, decision for WWE Saturday Night. They aired a long clip of Kevin Sullivan versus Cactus Jack's loser Leave town match yeah. from 1994, and a lot of people are saying that this is because in the WWF Mick Foley is is ramping up the Mankind character. I don't think he's debuted on yeah. TV yet,
2: but he's surely about to. Which I mean. I get why they do it, but at the same time, it's it's not like mankind's going to be out there being like, "Hey, I'm Mick Foley from the get-go." Mm. <clears throat> no, but they obviously want to leech off the fact that hey, he,
3: yeah. he, he used to be
2: our he used to be our guy, but he did he, he didn't work out because he's not big enough to play with the big boys. Uh,
3: Jacques Rougeau and Pierre Carule. Uh, were at a t- on a talk show in Montreal, and they say they're putting together a WCW show at the Olympic Stadium. It's a forty six thousand seater,
2: Which... and they're going to headline it, teaming up with Hulk Hogan. Which uh, it's not surprising. Rougeau's, uh I think, in charge of Canadian province bookings, right? Basically, any bookings at this point that you to yeah. go through
3: the Rougeau's. Is it this year Incredible. or next
2: year that is it? Jacques gets his big send off, and then Raymond gets his big send off, and the, it's like a big sellout event with. Um, Hogan getting beaten, I think, by one of them. Yeah, there's a there's yeah. a famous
3: there's a famous bit where Hogan does indeed get pinned by. Oh no 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 no! It was um there was one where Hogan does get pinned by Rusev. Yeah. It doesn't take many pinfall losses the next couple. years. Yeah. one of them is to a Rucho. Yeah,
2: because I remember one of them. Uh, the entrance is magnificent because they come out to uh, We Are the Champions, and it's just guess, this yes. huge like, you know, Montreal being what it is, just Alistair. like. Ah! There's noise, there's yeah. noise all the way. You through. can't really hear the music, you can't <laughs> hear it. It's fan cam as well, so it's just like, ah! But the power of the
3: Rougeos, yeah, uh, and, the, and that whole family and the whole dynasty is incredible because not only is it, is it they're here going, we're putting on a WCW show where we're going to team with Hogan. Obviously, yeah. we talk about them beating Hogan only a couple of months ago, maybe it was last year, but WWF put on a show in the province and they wanted. PA uh, P. Cartoulet to lose to Diesel Yeah, and he went the fuck am I losing to Diesel <laughs> I know he's your champion but fuck that
2: no they had to do like a weird double count out because I can't lose oh, I remember that yeah, yeah. yeah was that when he was uh, <clears throat> driving a tour boat around claiming to be a pirate
3: yes 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 that was that was the pirate years and he went no i ain't losing here so so like all the rat like like regular wrestling fans who don't know the inner workings of the business go why is jean-pierre
2: lafitte like why can't (laughs) he's good all of a sudden
3: yeah why can't diesel beat jean-pierre lafitte and
2: commentary's just doing their best it's bizarro world here in canada (laughs) canada you know what they're like god they hate americans don't they (laughs) all uh, night
3: (laughs) God, we hate Americans. Clap, de, clap, de, clap, clap, it'd clap. It'd all be
2: in French, Tom. Come on. Uh,
3: je, l- n- not like me- <laughs>
2: <laughs> je not like milk.
3: Je
0: not
2: like milk. What is your name? Is he, what? Uh, <laughs> je deteste
3: l'American. Je deteste, America. Je deteste Le, l'American. Je de, detest de, l'American. De. Is it l'American? I can't Le l'american. remember. L'American. Je deteste l'American. If you are je a deteste. French
2: cultaholic listener, I believe one of, I, think, I believe out of context, cultaholic's French. Oh! I hope we butchered up. your language and given you a good chuckle.
3: Uh, yes, yes, please use Au that show. as a, as a quote. Oh, bless you! Having to work out all our bollocks, yeah. and not even being your native tongue. God love you! God love you! Out of context, out of context,
2: I'm not French. From Mansfield
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from Birmingham. Mate, what are you talking about? Uh, today is a very interesting day. A very iconic day for WCW. It is the first two-hour Monday Nitro. It,
2: in theory it is alright it is but it's a TV hour so yeah. it's really 90 minutes so I feel I'm being shortchanged here
3: oh I'm sorry I did you want Ted, this show to be fucking
2: longer what, you, you you telling me that I've got to watch 90 minutes of rest with unskippable adverts these fuckers <laughs> are never going to make it they're never going to make it I'm telling it's you never going to work I can't see any of this taking off <laughs>
3: Uh, This was a a big move from Eric Bischoff and Ted Turner. Uh, Ted Turner basically having a meeting with Eric Bischoff a few months back going, what do we need to do to beat WWF? And and Eric's argument has always been, we need to be the antithesis.
2: We need our own superstation, Ted. Yeah. Give us WCW network Ted. Please.
3: <laughs> and so funny. I mean I need a
2: yacht, Ted. We came close. To Ted, it. I need a yacht and a billion dollars. <laughs> Ted, give me the give yacht. Give
3: this man a yacht.
2: Don't they buy a boat to explode it in the the advert for a pay-per-view they in the did early for 90s? Beach Blast. Yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. They did bl-
3: they bought a boat to blow it up. Because imagine having that kind of money. I hope
2: it was a working boat as well. Oh. <laughs> No. Didn't buy a junker.
3: When you said a working boat, yeah, that's it. It'll it'll do it a greco Roman take down. It sinks <laughs> and then it's very quickly just like back up, like nothing's going on. Is it a working boat? No, it's a shoot boat, brother. <laughs> It's yeah. So uh, Eric Bischoff has uh, been to Ted Turner and originally said, "Oh, Ted's like, what do we need to do?" And Eric yeah. Bischoff kind of went, "Well, oh, if we had you know two hours on a Monday night as opposed to one hour," and Ted's gone, "Yeah, all right. Ted's called his bluff every time. Yeah. And Eric B- 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 Bischoff, Bischoff's great because Bischoff sounds a little bit like uh, Alex's sometimes, where she's like, "I need, I need them to do this for me at work." I, mean, I was, I think she, she years ago she applied for this job uh, with the BBC she sent this application off and they rang her back and said okay cool come here for an interview and she was like Oh God. (laughs) Well, you wanted a job. Okay. Come in for a chat. (laughs) So bishop has got like, what do we need? Uh, um, Turner Turner says, what do we need? And Bishop says two hours on a Monday. And Turner's like, yeah, all right, got two hours. Oh fuck. Oh shit.
2: This is going to come back around to bite him in the arse. I remember him saying, and one of his spoken to us, Um, he's eventually on his way for a lovely, long awaited holiday with the family. Mm -hmm. They're like driving somewhere upstate or something. They've got the car packed. They've got all their skiing gear or whatever, like their outdoor gear. And they're like, on the way. They're getting ready to go. And as they're like halfway there, his car phone goes. And they're like, yeah, so Thunder. We want Thunder to be a thing now. <laughs> like immediately. Oh. And he's got to just sort of sack it all off. Oh. and Go, go do Nitro. Uh, sorry, go do Thunder.
3: Oh, we need... Oh, bloody hell. The joys. Yeah. The joys of all that. As not- Mark Merrow's just like
2: Because he was the one actually calling up. Oh, it was a trick.
3: Yeah. Ah, That stopped your skiing trip. You're back to All right,
2: Ted, I've got your other TV program. I don't know what that
3: is, but I'll have it. (laughs) Uh, The the two hour proposition wasn't a difficult decision for Ted Turner to make because currently the lead in to Nitro was Thunder in Paradise. Yeah. And it was doing all right. Yeah. But they but therefore for them to go, what about a wrestling themed hour that leads into it? We'll do it at the same show, do it at the same time, and that's what they're trying to do instead. Obviously it's an extra cost in terms of production, but the valuable thing is because it's an hour before raw, yeah, it gives you like an hour to build up well that's it
2: that's it so it's sort of you you can have people arriving to the show quite late because of the way the cards are going to be structured now you Mm. might miss something of note but they will make sure to go back to it again and again and again to kind of fill you in on what you've missed uh to be honest it it, it's just going to work it's going to prove to be the model right it it will the longer the show the more the advertising the more the advertising the more they make and at the time wrestling was hotter than hell or about to be hotter than hell um and just yeah the one thing that he surprised they didn't go full three hours like
1: immediately <laughs> <laughs> they
3: just cut out the middle man straight for three hours but the one thing they did here which um isn't part of the model anymore yeah. is the having separate commentary teams for each hour Yeah, and that was a decision by Bischoff because he yes. went as much as as good as a product is I think that the audience is going to get tired hearing the same voices yeah so, therefore, we're going to put on a commentary team for the first hour, and then Bobby and I will pick up the second hour.
2: I'll be learning my notes every week. Um, I'll be in the hotel across the street <laughs> until five minutes before I need to be on. Basically. I quite like
3: that. Uh, so the, the team was chosen from a <laughs> WCW imagine. style. That's, if only that he was He just walks case. in and everybody's like, where have you been every week? I've been in the minibar. bar. <laughs> Uh, the, the team is Tony Schiavone, who's been doing stuff with WCW for many years yes. now, uh, a classically trained World Championship Wrestling commentator, uh, along with former AWA World Champion, Larry Zabisco, uh, the, the heel commentator voice. The man Zabisco. with the
2: hardest name to spell in wrestling if you're trying to look for um, pictures of him. <laughs> Do you know, is, that, is that
3: Zabisco or Schiavone? Yeah. Zabisco. I really struggle with Schiavone. Schiavone,
2: I, I always think shy of own, so it's easy enough to spell, but okay. Zabisco, it's like... Z- z- Z Y Z B Z B Z B Y Z Z A B Z Z Z X Is it X? <laughs> it is a strange,
3: wasn't it? Because like there's no, like the name Zabisco has no It's unique tra- though. traditional vowels until the very end. But it, it's unique. It's what I kind of mm. like. It's the same
2: with Malenko. I like Malenko. It just sounds like grand. Because it ends with an O. Yeah.
3: The O kind of gives it that Tony Schiavano Tony Schiavone, oh. Eric
2: is... Bischoffo, <laughs> Bobby the Braino, o
3: So what was Eric Bischoff doing uh, on this particular day? Well, because it was the launch of the two-hour Nitro, he was spent most of the day running around like a headless chicken, yeah. trying to get everything together. But That uh, would have the... been awful, by the way.
2: <laughs> it's okay, we're going longer. Everybody just grind out because everybody will be like, God, I'm getting to the end of these shows and I'm just... I'm so ready to hit just just hit the locker room, sit down for five minutes, and it's like no, 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 no No time time
3: for that, no, 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 because you've now got to get across town to the Marriott and pick up the special guest who has been staying in the hotel just up the road, out of sight and out of mind for the past 24 hours, and uh, and and that we'll we'll talk about when we get to it that sort of sets the stage for the first two hour Monday Nitro Shivani and Z-Z-Z-Z make their debuts on Monday Nitro a swarm of
2: bees <laughs> we're here at ringside
3: it's a wild one tonight isn't it swarm of bees maybe he got his surname because his mum was shocked by a flight of bees does oh it, <laughs> does, it, does it work that way that's how it works <laughs> whatever words come out of your mouth next is your name oh right, right there down like how pe- people with the surname Baker, they family were bakers. I'm tired. Um, They are our co-hosts for the first hour. Bischoff and Heenan will be here at nine o'clock. They run down the show for tonight. Sting is taking on Scott Steiner for the first time ever. Arn and Flair are in tag action, which we'll get to in a moment. Colonel Rob Parker has a new man in his life, and we'll meet them soon as well. And the Giant will defend his WCW World Heavyweight title, holy shit, against the Shark. Shark. A.K.A. Sam Driver's best friend, John Tenter. Big John
2: Tenter getting the big nod from the giant. This is not going to end well for him, is it?
3: He might. Tenter might become world champ.
2: I, I, I hope so. If, if John Tenter isn't world champion by the end of this episode, then I'm I'm done. That's it. <laughs>
3: It's this the last one you'll ever It'll do. be an
2: hour of Tom every week, just, oh. just slowly losing his marbles. Oh God love you for that. But we'll get to
3: that. <laughs> uh First match of the night, you know, good pub quiz question. Who was the first act out on the first two-hour episode of the night Show? It was the American Males. American Males doing their big American hand.
2: Males. The hand yeah, they got, uh, thing got seems a, a new. bad case of the clap, didn't they? Yeah. Like,
3: I'm not surprised. All that loving they've been doing. Yeah. This you is a new for thing, cover. Though, it? The
2: song does warn you. <laughs> you don't need no weekend lover, not with what they've got going on. <laughs> I mean, not, American not, Males. Not what they've
3: got going on, like. Illness wise, um, so this is new though, isn't it? The clap thing's new. Yeah, it's the, a new, the new case can we stop of the clap. It? Yeah, I'm, well, you can carry on if you want. I'm not. I don't want to tell you what to do. I don't <laughs> tell you how to live your life. <laughs> uh, it's uh, they're teaming up to face Rick Flair and Arn Anderson. Now, all the hype during this match on commentary is about Kevin Green and Mongo McMichael, who are deep in training for their showdown against Flair and Anderson at the Great American Bursch. Uh, Horsemen using shenanigans to slow down the momentum of the American males.
2: Flair and Anderson at some point served Tony and Mike champagne. Yeah, Flair goes for a bottle of champagne on the outside, gives it to woman, and then it looks like woman takes the champagne back. But then they have champagne anyway. I wonder whether the woman just served them on the side, yeah. just took those from champers. Uh, I like
3: they went. I like how I think it was Zibis going. Oh, this has never happened on covers before. But yeah, bollocks,
2: man. I love that he just sat in the NFL as well. The entire <laughs> oh time, my just God. the entire time. Yeah, the
3: whole thing is like is is is, is Shivani talking about how great Mongo and Kev are going to end At up being. He's just like,
2: well, they hit stationary targets that don't hit back, and, and Tony's like, not not on Sunday they don't. On Sundays they're big strong boys, right? Right, Larry? Larry?
3: Uh, Riggs gets a shoe in until uh, Ric Flair illegally tries to enter the ring and the ref shoves Flair back for a monster pop. Pretty biggest pop of the match with with Randy Anderson getting in the face yes, of Ric Flair. a
2: little bit shoving match. And then it all kind of goes wild from there, doesn't yeah. it? It turns into a bit of a tornado tag. The referee's lost complete control. Hot tag to Bagaruni. Which uh, is weird because WCW tends to be shit hot on the rules. They tend
3: to be, yeah. Especially over the top Like, if you,
2: if you sneeze over the top rope, you're done. That's it. You're fired for life. Good luck
3: in the Fed. Yeah. And they're just <laughs> they being a bit loose and fast yeah. in this particular one. Uh, there's a ref distraction after a woman attempts to cheat. Uh, this leaves Bagwell open for a lovely crisp Arn Anderson DDT for the one, two, three. And Jackins tried to catch me out in this the other day when we did the classic Raw review, and he said, "What's Arn Anderson's finishing move?" And I nearly said Spinebuster, but I felt like I was playing QI. But right. you are waiting for me to say Spinebuster, aren't you? It's not, is it? It's something else. And I was like, mm, "Would it be a spinning tail hole?" He went, "No, it's DDT." Nice. That was legitimately Arne's
2: finisher. Just Because I guess we always assume it's a spinebuster.
3: Yeah. Then he never wins a match with a spinebuster.
2: Spinebuster's more his signature.
3: Yeah, a signature move, not a finishing move. Uh, Did we enjoy American Males versus Flair and Anderson? It was all
2: right. uh, You know, it was standard shenanigans. It was about what you expected from Flair, given what Flair's been doing recently. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, any time Arne gets in there just to clean up was great. Uh, I thought the American Males looked really dynamic, actually. Uh, it's probably one of the strongest showings we've seen from them, maybe on a Nitro, but largely it was kind of, you know, you knew where this was going given the stakes that are going to be on the line for Flair and Arn eventually.
3: Yeah, you wouldn't have the males beat them ahead of fighting the footballers. Uh, The footballers are the conversation at ringside. It's champers all round in the VIP section. Mean Gene asks Flair and Anderson about their match with Kevin Green and Mongo McMichael at the Great American Bash. Arn says they don't respect anybody who wears protective gear. (laughs)
2: Christ. I don't respect Sir. anyone
3: that wears pads. <laughs> I don't know whether arm was making a, a bit of a, a a subtle sexual innuendo there. I, I maybe <laughs> maybe be wary if you're if you're getting close with arm I think you just be wary of that the man's got a Glock
2: and he's not afraid to use it. That is the thing. And Why he, wasn't the Glock his finisher? <laughs> I mean, he could have solved a lot. <laughs> referee goes to ring the bell. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Count this first.
3: Ring uh, it. I think right. if anybody gave him a bit of mild traffic interference, that they probably would find out that was his finisher. Yeah, uh, uh,
2: Arne's car—you could always spot it in the in the car park because there was about seven bicycles just trapped under <laughs> the rear fender. <laughs> Bicycle, a, bicycler, a bicyclist, just just sort of hanging in there, <laughs> wondering when Arne's coming back. Oh, this is <laughs>
3: any drive if you get if you get even slightly up the arse of Arne's car. Yeah, he's pulling out the Glock. <laughs> he just he just doesn't, doesn't have even time turn around. For road traffic incident. Bang 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 bang. Arn Anderson is basically. There's a whole video game He's made of but It's called Grand Theft Auto. He's just got
2: a boot full of rear windows. Every time he shoots <laughs> one out, velcros off,
3: velcros the new one on. Honey, did you use another window again? <laughs> Sorry, uh, somebody started going on amber at the lights. Uh,
2: I'll have to pick some up at Walmart then. <laughs> We're down to the last twelve. <laughs>
3: they call it Asda in England. Do they? Yeah.
2: Not at the time they didn't. Asda in, was in its own future, free and will. independent company until Walmart showed up. But then Walmart yeah. took
3: a lot of the Asda yeah. signage. Yeah. Walmart started doing like the, 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 the yeah. pat on the bum thing and stuff.
2: It's Asda price, not Walmart price. I think yes. I think yeah. Why couldn't you buy Tesco, eh? <laughs> <laughs> What's Tesco
3: tries to launch in America and it just, no one liked it.
2: Yeah, I, I love that. America's I mean, got like JLS did a shopping But mall. America's got like so many, or at least it used to have so many like supermarket brands. Mm. Like I remember in Florida, seeing a Winn-Dixie for the first time and being like, what the hell's that? Mm. It just looks like a random little like hole in the wall. It's, oh, it's a supermarket. You sort of go and it looks like an old quick save and it was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and then like around the corner is a Walmart. Around the corner from that's like a Walgreens. It's just like, <laughs> this is why Everything Tesco did target land. just a mega target.
3: It's why Tesco just there's no room in the inn. No room in the inn for Tesco. It's cuz
2: Americans are afraid of red, white and blue of course, and the logo oh. they should have changed it out for uh, I don't know something more applicable. Green. Blue, white and red. Oh, the way yeah. around. Yeah.
3: and Call it Tesco of America. It just just swap it out for American flag. That should be it. The company's not even called Tesco. It's just an American flag in the moment.
2: American flag with the word shop written under it.
3: I shop at America flag <laughs> shop. That's where I get all my
2: America food work. on. Yeah. I think they buy it. You just, that. you know, you, they, be you, import, you in like, America, quick save beans and you just write America beans. <laughs> Freedom fries. Honey, you know? I bought these America beans. Yeah. There you go. Don't worry, they're from
3: America. <laughs> it says so on the tin. Uh, Kevin Green and Mongo—they're from America. They're in training. Oh, but before we get to that, Arn, whilst he doesn't respect anyone that wears protective gear, Flair tells Mongo <laughs> that his wife belongs to the Nature Boy. I
2: don't know why we keep doing it. Flair just talks about shagging in his usual random and, and incoherent way. Yeah, yeah, what he does. Disgusting. Gene says disgusting. Rick. Gene said Elizabeth disgusting. Are you all- <laughs> That's a man's wife, Rick. It's a man's oh, wife. Oh, he's not
3: bothered about that. He's got Elizabeth with him. They, they, they divulged that,
2: that Liz and uh, woman are sugar mommies to Rick. Yeah. Rather than it being the other way around as well. And the and thing Deborah is... Deborah will soon be one because Mongo's going to have his retirement package drop. So is Ric Flair like the Tinder swindler? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> but op-
3: would out surprise the you? About would the it?
2: it. Would it surprise you? No, it wouldn't no.
3: actually. No. If Ric Flair just kind of like has this champagne lifestyle but a lemonade budget. Yeah. So he has to keep shacking up with people that are rich.
2: Hey Liz, can I have a million dollars, please? <laughs> yep. sure. There you go, Rick.
3: <laughs> Thank you, baby. <laughs> Woo. Oh, you did the thing I like. But they're all cool with Space it. Space
2: Mountain and that.
3: They're all cool with it. They're happy being in a... In a Except for Gene. Jean's
2: disgusted.
3: Jeans just disgusted. Jeans <laughs> just, <laughs> Gene, just... Sadly, he's not been invited <laughs> to a party. But we do get a little no, I've just got the
2: pool renovated and you guys don't even <laughs> want to come round.
3: <laughs> All, all that hotline money
2: has built him a new pool of solid gold. Oh, Christ, yeah. Just, there's, there's in, in the it. shape of the, the, the profile of his own face as but well. You can only mustache it. as well. Mustache is where all the hot the hot tub jets are.
3: <laughs> so,
2: so you see from you above. You in the mustache. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you sit in the hot.
2: <laughs> Gene's You're mustache the hot is the tub danger tub area of the pool, yes. <laughs> 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 That's where the magic happens.
3: From, from a, I'm thinking of a drone camera where you... <laughs> Like this, this, this alive mustache with, but looks like it looks like it's moving, but it's just the jets, yeah. at, at a high pace. That's a please do that. Someone <laughs> must have a mean gene shaped pool. If not, get one, you cowards. <laughs> Now, Green and Mongo are in training. I got really excited here because you've been speaking for a few weeks now about a training montage. Oh, yes. And I thought, is this
2: the one? No, no, no. It's not the one. you gotta wait till no. they're in a, a, a locker room backstage and it's not a pre-recorded vignette. No. Well, it's a pre-record, but it's like an on-the-day pre-record, it feels.
3: They're pumping iron in the gym here. They spot for each other and call each other baby.
2: They just whisper out <laughs> big boy a lot and big boys uh, scream "flare," uh, And then they, they steal Big Tezza's catchphrase. They how dare what, they? What you're gonna do. When 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 these two lads run wild on you. My that's the, I wonder whether Ted's cleared it. Probably not. No. Given how thrilled he looked in his only appearance of the evening. <laughs> but we'll get on to that. <laughs> uh,
3: here's a fun game for you. Um, take the audio from this montage of Greg Green and Mongo in training. Um, just play the audio to a non add,
2: if you just gently add this to it.
3: Do that, and then just play the audio to a non wrestling fan. <laughs> Ask them if they can guess what's happening. You're at the answer may surprise you. <laughs> it doesn't sound like they're pumping iron for a big match. Certainly no. sounds like there's pumping, but not iron. <laughs> hey look, love always wins. That's all that matters. Right. Up next. Steve Dull, who you will remember from the classic Raw review as Stephen Dunn from off of Well Done, who featured in the 1995 Royal Rumble. And that worked out great, didn't it? It was a great time.
2: <laughs> well Done he... is like one of the all-time worst gimmicks, right? Who had that? It's up there with the ding-dongs? It's up there. It's just, 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 it's bad. Someone signed off on that. Yeah. And went, this is fine. All was my... it Timothy Well and Steve Dunn? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Vince went, this is great. And they'd wear like black and orange sorry, it was a black and pink or black and red style gear. I think it was orange and pink. Yeah, but it had like it had like a mouth, I think, or like lips, and the lips said well on top and (laughs) done on the bottom. And then it's like steak, right? Like well done. Oh god, yes. They have bow ties. Not here they don't. That's Marcus Bagwell's territory.
3: No, yeah, that's it. Bow ties are a buff. Bow ties and
2: getting your matter ring in sick for you. (laughs) Them's the two.
3: Well, Steve Dull, sadly not Stephen Dunn, is facing Colonel Robert Parker's new charge, the Mauler, a.k.a. Mike Enus,
2: Whose name sounds like anus. so I'm just <laughs> going to keep calling him Mike Enos. And that's, a, yeah, every
3: time, every time you see him on Nitro, call him Anus. <laughs> Mike Spoiler, anus. We won't be hearing anus very often.
2: No, no. So th- uh, th- I th- think, is it both of these guys where they just kind of like, you know, it, it's Steve Dunn where he kind of comes in. There's like a whole kind of oh, oh, maybe this could be so no, yeah, you're a jobber now, See you later mm. by the end of the year. It's it's like, he's just gone. Oh,
3: yeah, it's like oh, you're a jobber with
2: music, yeah, wow, good for you, you're top of the bottom set, <laughs> <laughs> those lads are like starting fires, you just like wrestling, you <laughs> get entrance music.
3: I feel like a job of getting music is a bit like when you've got like like a like a prison full of
2: people, you just throw breadcrumbs. <laughs>
3: <laughs> who gets the bread Steve I got the bread-, it, I got
2: bread crumb and it's just a Jimmy Hart rip off track
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, but it's so delicious because yeah. you've been starved of an entrance for so long uh, this is all about and about nothing else but the push of the mauler who is Colonel Robert Parker's new guy yes uh, they, the colonel Ma- seems very happy with him as well he does seem very happy with him nom, 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 nom. Uh, mauler actually looks quite good here he mm. hits a brilliant avalanche fall away slam very early on uh, he's actually quite good I've in here. Yeah, they're they, both all right. They brawl over the top rope as we go to break and then we come back the match is still in the ring. They're fighting each other. But there's a little bit of a a little bit of a disturbance.
2: Oh, are you going to look to the left like everybody else? Yeah, oh, look look to the left. We're looking to the right now. And we we're, we're looking to the left. <laughs> and there's a bloke in double denim. Get him out of here. <laughs> Jeremy Double <Clarkson>. Denim. <laughs> The doubled a double a tall double denimed man
3: walks towards the ring through the crowd. We don't pan to this straight away. Yeah. We're watching the match, but you can just see it on the left. Yeah, I really like that we didn't
2: immediately do it. It's just like a guy returning to his seat. Yeah, but the guy happens to be the size of like a a, a Camaro standing on its end. <laughs> He's a big boy.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and my uh, Tony Schiavone is kind of going, "Hey, wait a minute." And Larry Zabisco is great because he's ignoring it and he's yeah. calling the match. And I thought that was a really lovely little touch because what's happening here is eventually as the guy gets closer, they put a camera on him. Do you know who it is, Sam? Do you know who it is? It's, 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 um, it's, it's,
2: uh, don't, I've, I've got it. You've got this. I've got You've it. You've got this. You've seen I've him before. Is this the debut of Norman Smiley? Oh, mate, if only. I wish it was. Well, I'm not interested. Though. I know.
3: <laughs> I, I can. I can sense your. your, your... Is it
2: Ernest the Cat Miller? It's not even Ernest the Cat Miller. No
3: one called his mum yet. Uh, shall, shall I tell you? you? Go on then. It's bloody Razor Ramon from the WWF.
2: But he's signed to the competition. What's he doing here? What are you doing here? Uh, Razor Ramon! Except they don't call him Razor Ramon. No, they they make an effort not to... They, they just keep going, who is this guy? What's he doing mm. here? Oh, my day. This is... What the... Uh, well, let's just ignore him. He shouldn't be here. Get him out of here.
3: Now, the uh, idea for Razor uh, Ramon to come through the crowd. Because bear in mind at this point, Ramon. we only know him as Razor Ramon. Yes. Unless you're, you're an old fan, you know, hey, the diamond studs. No,
2: Scott Hall there's no moustache there. You can't tell it's him. The original the founding member of the diamond mine is back. Baby. I don't know about you, but unless somebody's got their moustache and cut off leather jacket on, I, I I don't know who they are. I only recognise
3: the moustaches in pools these days.
2: <laughs> it's my only human it's cognitive my... ability <laughs> is to recognise people by moustache. <laughs> Without it, I'm done. It's just, it may as well just be a blank. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Blank white mask. When, when Tom Selleck <laughs> shaved his, I walked past him four times in Asda. <laughs> That's
1: what he really wanted. Want?
3: That's what he wanted. That's what he plans, in it? He's a, he's a devious little man. Um, so the idea to come through the crowd was apparently Larry's Abisco's call. So Zabisco in a meeting beforehand has said you should have him come through the crowd on the hard camera side, but not acknowledge it. I think and and I don't know how else you would have done it. I don't know what the plan was beforehand. I guess they were just riffing on, okay, what do we do? And they thought let's have him come through the crowd. Yeah. Uh he was snuck into the arena like as the show was in progress, getting through the back, getting around the back of the building, up there and down there. Um because Having walked down the ramp would have probably it would have made t- it feel like just another debut. It wouldn't have felt as yeah, special. Yeah, because it's
2: like, well, he's already been in the back. So he's surely being allowed in the back and he's mm. surely being allowed there. Whereas coming in through the crowd, finally, after a year and a bit, finally, <laughs> finally, it's happened. It's it's here, everybody. The start of the uptick has arrived. Mm. It, it's done and it cuts off a match between Mike Anus and Steve Dole. <laughs> who I'm going to start calling Mr. All Right, because he looks just like Mr. Perfect... Yeah, he's he's he's, he's alright Stephen All and his tag team partner Timothy Wright yeah there you go <laughs> why
3: didn't they do that uh, Razor Ramon who has not been named on commentary they've just gone it's him but, as you went there what's
2: this who's this guy what are you doing
3: I like how right because Sam and I both know how pivotal this moment is to the history of wrestling we've both written for Tatum what he says Yeah. So give us what he says.
2: (laughs) So he says, you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. Where's Billionaire Ted? Where's the Nacho Man? That punk can't even get in the building. Me, I go wherever I want, whenever I want. And where, oh, where is Scheme Gene? Because I got a scoop for you. When that Ken doll lookalike, when that weatherman wannabe comes out here later tonight, I got a challenge for him, for Billionaire Ted, for the Nacho Man, and for anybody else in there. And then he does the accent. He's like, WCW. Hey, you want to go to war? You want a war? You're going to get one. Oh! And then he drops the mic. The match just doesn't continue because how the fuck could it? Uh, I and think that's we it. see Rob Parker sort of <laughs> usher the mauler yeah. away going, hang on, stand down. There's a storyline happening. There's a bigger lad here. Come, Come on, on to yeah. the back. Let's he's get a, some lifts on you. He's a big boy. Let's I let him I knew 7-1 wasn't big enough. The <laughs> 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 mauler's just on stilts now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Every
2: week. <laughs> Uh, an unnamed
3: hero, a forgotten hero in this piece, is Randy Anderson, mm-hmm. who then runs out here to, to usher this invader from the ring. And eventually, he goes, oh, "I'll go on my own accord." And he sort of swaggers around the ringside area, grabs his toothpick, and throws it at the camera.
2: And they're about to get sued to shit. Yeah,
3: <laughs> how a tiny slither of wood would cost a company millions of dollars potentially? Not just the
2: wood, but the accent. Yeah. Just the general aura, basically, WWE owned, I guess. Mm. The mannerisms, the behavior, the toothpick. Uh, But the toothpick would return, I believe, through Scott Hall's run. But like... It's yeah, WWE are not very fucking happy about this one little bit and they're definitely not going to be happy in a couple of weeks time when uh, when it continues. Well, no, it doesn't seem to take that long because as they as as
3: Monday Night Raw is getting ready to go out, obviously this is happening live So Vince McMahon before Raw has even started is already penning uh, an illegal letter and outlining all the things that Razor Ramon is that Scott Hall cannot be. And, then, and it's so petty. It's fantastic.
2: It is. And we get the, um, we get one of the things that WWF have been, or WWE, sorry, have been criticized for quite heavily over the years. It's not exactly a mega serious thing, but it's fake Diesel and fake Razor. Oh! Rick Bogner and Glenn Jacobs. So it it's... I get why they did it. And from a legal standpoint, it's to go, we own this. Mm-hmm. These are our characters. But at the same time, this felt like the final kind of knife of like, this is just stupid. Like this is, we get it. You know, you own the characters as a fan base, but that ain't Diesel. That ain't Razor. And now everybody's going to hate these two guys when they could have been two s- people completely different uh, and, and maybe had a slightly better shot at it. And Do- it it just gets weirder and weirder as fake Diesel and fake Razor kind of... Goes on to to prove just how petty it and how it's
3: very much just WWF versus WCW and that's the point of it. Yeah, is that two days after the Montreal, not the Montreal, after the Madison Square Garden curtain call, yeah, on ECW television, Rick Bogner pops up as Slice and Dice Ramirez. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> a Razor Ramon inspired character, which the WWF are fine with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Scott Hall here, oh, you're fucking dead.
2: I he had a slight Cuban twang. It's, it's more like you've taken our, our, our thing, like you've taken our person, but you've coated it in our thing. And mm. I'll allow you to take the person, but unless I'm doing the coating, that's going too far. <laughs> <laughs> From The Observer, it was a retribution for
3: McMahon uh, attempting to, uh, so This was a retribution from a man attempting to make a fool of Bischoff on his Raw show by putting one of the letters regarding the parodies on television uh, on on episode of Monday Night Raw. So this is this has happened because it's it's a, it's a series of squabbles back and forth. But this is in reaction to the huckster and Nacho, Nacho Man, man, oh, man oh, yeah, Ted, skits yeah. uh, and how when when. T- WCW sent a cease and desist. They basically put the cease and desist letter on. Look raw. at them, they're
2: begging us to Look stop. shit bags. Look just, at how hurt their feelings
3: just are. Just took the piss even more. Yeah. And so they went, right, all right, we'll fuck with you. And this is how they fucked with them. They waited till it was nice and legal, till the contract had expired, till Scott
2: Hall was a free agent. But then, who fired the first shot? Because you can start just dating this back forever, can't you? You can date this all the way back oh, to Black Saturday, I guess. WCW, uh, yeah. You... Lex, I guess in recent memory was a recent
3: shot. Lex was, yeah. Lex was sort of the first shot because that was because he he was leaving. Not the that company. he was like
2: mega, you know, top of the card or anything, but it was still Lex Luger. Mm.
3: But he was, but it was more the fact that he was on a handshake deal with the WWF. Yeah. And he, he reneged on that and went, I'm just going to sign a contract here. Yeah. I'm not going to tell anybody tell gonna turn up. Bye. Yeah. So that was certainly where it began. Uh, and uh, you can, you, there's, a, there's a, a series of events there where I think WCW sort of needled them a lot more. Yeah. They're giving away the results on television, uh, hiring Medusa to dub the WWF
1: with his Yeah, title that, was, that was quite a moment.
3: <laughs> I feel like they've thrown more shots than WWF has. Yeah. You know, so I think uh, they're, they're both pricks. <laughs> in their own order their own order uh, but yes yeah, so welcome in uh, artist formerly known as Razor Ramon we'll keep tabs on you young man uh, Craig Pittman is out next
2: Craigie P here's
3: the thing other stuff happened on this Nitro yeah like the most important part happened within the first 20 minutes so you yeah go, oh, okay. which is
2: I mean it's a key moment for it to happen because Jesus Christ you're not going to want to tune out for the rest of this show are you? just no. in case no
3: not so. in the slightest so uh Craig Pittman's fighting Diamond Dallas Page. Uh, DDP mocks Pittman at the start with a salute and tells him to drop and give me 20. And then he does
2: some press-ups himself. Yeah. And then Pittman does some single-handed press-ups. Yeah. And then DDP goes to kick him. And Pittman just goes, no, i love your legs, sorry.
3: Yeah, that was it. And yeah. so DDP gets uh, dumped to the outside of the ring shortly after this. A hilarious bit where he falls into a pile of cables for comedy value. Yeah, and
2: he gets all wrapped up in them.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That was a nice <laughs> bit of comedy silliness
2: from him. Uh, the entire time, Teddy on the outside just being like, whenever DDP's cheating, come on, referee, <laughs> just get him off him, just stop doing it. And just Teddy loud as. I love that. I like when managers are quite vocal and just sort of, not in the Jimmy Hart way, but when you, you hear a manager kind of getting involved and telling yeah, the referee yeah. what to do. Teddy was was very
3: pivotal in how this match would go down because yeah. uh, Pittman gets a code red in on DDP upside
2: down, but yeah, he gets one in. in a weird fucking position
3: <laughs> and then Teddy starts to kind of pull it pull at them yeah to, like for extra leverage one it's, would assume
2: it's it, part of me felt like he was also trying to keep his hands off the rope mm. like or pull I, it was just odd because Teddy's suit seemed to kind of cover what the hands were doing. So you couldn't really see because of the angle. But it kind of looked like, yeah, Teddy was somehow trying to help or hinder in the situation. But this leads to a bit of confusion, doesn't it? It does, because what happens is that
3: DDP shoves Teddy Long away and he bangs his head on the barricade, Pittman kind of sticks his head out of the ring to check on him. In doing so, DDP takes the opportunity to use the middle rope as a low-blowing device element yep. and then hits a diamond cutter for the one, two, three. Big win for Page. Yeah. The man who won the diamond ring but isn't getting the fucking reward for it. No, what was the
2: point in slamberry, lads? Nothing.
3: What was the fucking point in slamberry?
2: You gave us your money. That's the point. <laughs> cool
3: fact.
0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Then go to a vignette, because WCW is branching out, aren't they? Mm. We get a, a bunch of clips about how fucking crazy the macho man is. I like it. this. Quick because... recap of how it all began, what's going on. The issue that I've out. had is a lot of stuff that Savage has done hasn't been overly crazy. Yes. No they, more
3: so than a wrestler doing a match.
2: And It's sort of, I think, because as you're watching week by week, it's escalating slowly. Mm. Uh, but I think when you see it all mashed together in like a 50-second clip, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, I can see Randy's kind of losing it. He just wants to get his hands on him, and he wants to win.
3: Yeah, so we get, as you say, promo with Savage. Uh, they focus on his bank being drained by Elizabeth as part of the reason for his insanity. And uh, sort of the last shot is Savage looking wild. I yeah. Hate. So we're gonna continue the, the mania of Savage. Macho madness. Macho madness continues. Uh we go wild from being wild to going wild. Backstage, me and Gene is with Shark John Center! Who is
2: finally free For of the, the the shitty, stinking, awful, cruddy, pissy, dirty, <laughs> sweaty, shitty, not hot Dungeon of Doom. <laughs> finally. <laughs> finally. He, he got very unceremoniously thrown out of the dungeon. Now if we can just remove the face paint. <laughs> Get him back in some earthquake gear. Get him to the top of the card. Have him go to WWF with the big gold, oh. and then have him just single handedly d- destroy the New you World
1: Order. You know who I am,
2: yeah. but you don't know why I'm
3: here. I <laughs> <laughs> the Tenter World Order. You know, Tenter World Order. Do do no. W-O. Tonight he'll win the WCW title. He'll beat the Giant and then eat Jimmy Hart for dessert. I almost ended Hulkamania. Now I'm going to end the Giant. That's a weird boast. <laughs> Like, I nearly did that thing, so now I'm going to do this thing.
2: I don't exactly have the best track record, but you know I've got good spirit.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I have the idea for Facebook before Facebook, so therefore you should hire me to work at Microsoft. (laughs) Yeah. Why not? (laughs) More video packages. This time, one about
2: Hulk Hogan's
3: celebrity friend. This is
2: literally, look at Terry's mates, isn't he a fucking star? All of his friends keep saying that he's back. I'm sorry, what? He was never not at the top. Sugar Ray, Shaq, who the fuck even are you? (laughs) Uh, It's a lot of shots of Hulk Hogan kind of doing, I guess, press appearances. So he's, you know, meeting kids, like PR appearances. So there's lots of shots of him kind of by his bike and flexing and the usual stuff. Then it keeps cutting to him at like, uh, celebrity charity dinners. Yeah. So he's surrounded by celebrities in suits. He's obviously in full gimmick, still being the Hulkster. And then a very confused Sugar Ray and a very confused, <laughs> very confused Shaq, just kind of going like, "Yeah." They also introduced Dennis Rodman uh, again through
3: yeah. these vignettes. They said that yeah, so he has it shows him Dennis Rodden walking out with him at Bash of the Beach. Yeah. Um we also see him sparring with George Foreman ahead of yep. his WCW debut. But it's interesting how like they do use the, the the verbiage of like Hulk Hogan's back on top.
2: And that's very that's very bold of Hogan to admit yeah. that there was ever a point where he wasn't. <laughs> well they keep they keep reiterating that he's definitely watching even though he's hanging out with all these celebrities he's definitely watching every week so they that must be why they're doing it not that he's not going to watch and never find out surely
3: sorry lads i can't come out tonight i've got to watch Dietrich now. what you do you bullshit. mean i
2: wasn't on top did you not fucking see <laughs> Pastamania? did you not hear those crowds chanting Buogan? <laughs> that's a great thing
3: <laughs> i wonder i must check at what point pasta mania shuts I don't think it's long. It doesn't last very long. Is it? Maybe, no. I'm going to
2: say like a year, maybe two at a push. What an interesting f- business proposition that was. I know we With about a With such a featured position in the mall, mm. you'd think that they had to take on like a, a long-term contract maybe. Mm. Hear me out, right? Hulk Hogan, pasta. Hear me out. Hulk Hogan, um, lean, mean, fat, reducing, grilling machine. That works. That's what he originally was going to promote, right? And he was going to be the original George Foreman. George Foreman swooped in and went, I'll fucking do it. Uh, and make millions.
3: <laughs> Hogan furious. Bless him. Don't bless him.
2: Uh, we... No, He was going to have heat warming shoes instead, wasn't he?
3: Now, I heard about this.
2: Yeah. Now It's is... got to be bollocks. Is it for it's real? It's got to be completely fucking bollocks. A shoe with heat warming. Like, with what? <laughs> to keep food warm. What are they going to be made <laughs> of? they just going to melt. <laughs> it's like KFC little... when it's like we're making a console. No, you're not. It's an air fryer. <laughs> it's an air fryer with a new cylinder body and a PC underneath it. <laughs> I love love
3: love <laughs> the idea of Hogan having shoes, but you could put a bit of bacon in just to keep it warm. I, I think it was
2: like supposed to be all the all the drawings I've seen. And again, I think this is bollocks. So I don't think there's any way that this was a real product. Oh, I real but cool. Um, all the drawers I've seen, it can fit a good chunk of meat in it. It's not like uh, it's not like a draw for like, you know, uh, Palmer ham. It, it's like, it's got depth, you know, a couple of centimeters. You can fit a steak in there if you wanted. And there's one in each shoe. Think of the protein. Just, I'm just trying to
3: think of a situation.
2: Maybe they will light up and it's the heat from the light up <laughs> shoes and generally walking around on top of them that keeps them warm. Maybe he just thinks about hot areas where he lives. And then if you leave anything in a shoe, it stays warm. Maybe there's no draw. Maybe you just put the meat under your foot. I just. We've got any <laughs> talented product designers out there? I want to see it. I want to see a prototype right now. I'll be the spokesperson. <laughs> How can going like
3: a long flight? And his like, and his son like, oh, I'm starving, Dad. Hey, don't worry, got you covered. <laughs>
2: Dad, if you make a me loose bacon? if you if you make me eat shoe meat again, I'm going to go wild and cause a lot of legal problems. <laughs> didn't you step in dog shit earlier, Dad? I did,
3: but it didn't touch the bacon. As the outside oh of the drawer outside of the of just
2: crusted with shit. <laughs> it's just pulling it out.
3: I, it served as a breakwater. Oh wait, did Get I? The bacon's I, safe. Son's
2: already got a mouthful of the meat down. So wait, did I put? Oh shit! No, I think I put the shit in this drawer. Uh, uh, the meat's in the other one. Sorry. Pulls
3: it out. I'd try porridge in mine. Just pour porridge. I don't know.
2: I think into the drawer of the shoe. What's the most ridiculous thing you could do? It's gotta with be it? porridge or like soup. Make, make, yeah, like make a stock. <laughs> leave some chicken bones in there with a handful a of jus, water. A jus, <laughs> like, a, like a meat reduction. You get to a, like a fancy restaurant. It's like, no, no, I'm not paying 14 pounds for the jus. <laughs> right. You waiting for the fancy food to come out? Take off the gaudiest red and yellow sneaker you've ever seen. Empty the drawer, and you're just giving it a firm smack just getting all the last drops of it out of the drawer
3: as your wife sits off it's said happy anniversary it's <laughs> splattering just... everywhere just if these had caught on right if these had caught on there's a very good chance that we'd live in a world where before you enter a posh restaurant you have to have your shoes checked well yeah every, any nightclub any <laughs> nightclub a
2: drawer that big the amount of drugs you could take <laughs> into oh a club my
3: god I never even thought about the drugs yeah
2: you could literally just be like whoop whoop, whoop just... warm cocaine anybody warm crack <laughs> Would anybody like some warm MDMA? <laughs> it's been sweating to keep its goodness in. Hey, our lads, I got some stuff for you here I, I, in the nightclub. It's hey, been regurgitating you, its own juices.
3: You got my, you got my stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. We'll go to this toilet. Here we go. Opens it up. And there's
2: sausage in here. Oh no! What did I give that tramp? <laughs> what like what happens when you forget about the meat? Because I once had like oh, a, no. I once had a a favorite metal bottle. I had like a, a favorite Contigo metal bottle that I got and uh, it was just the boy. It was the best. Took it to the gym once. Um, think I'd put some form of like drinking it that could go bad. It wasn't just water. Um, it might not even be in the gym, might just been work. And I think I m- changed my backpacks and forgot it was in the original one. And I didn't find it until months later. And I was I'm just too scared to open it. I'm too scared to even open it because you're moving it around and you can hear it's still in there, just like slosh it around. So what happens when you leave your meat in there? I don't know. Who's the first person to sue him when their feet catch fire? (laughs) Can you put e-liquid in it and just walk around breathing your own feet fumes? Maybe (laughs) that would be a good one for foot fetishists. Have a tube that goes up your leg. Yeah. Maybe you could get a catheter and piss into the drawers. Oh my God. And then you could just sort of shimmy (laughs) along the street and whenever you kind of see a drain, just quickly... Get the drawer open, drop it out. Hulk Hogan's pissy shoes. Yes. Yeah. If you no, ever, like, on a no night I out, you're going to vomit, you can very quickly just
3: of throw office. up
2: into the drawer. Yeah. And then it might turn into an omelette by the morning if you forget about it.
3: Have you got, what are you got diarrhea?
2: <laughs> shit in the drawer, Tom. <laughs> just shit. Ah, Runny liquid your shit Your has got to be
3: bang on. <laughs> and it you need a it to the left or the you right. Need,
2: you need a, a, a Hulk Hogan-approved funnel. Hulkamania
3: funnel. <laughs> <laughs> when you're out on the go, brother, <laughs> you am need to vomit,
2: piss, or shit. <laughs> you don't need to go to any public restrooms. They're dirty. They're dirty. You find all sorts of syringes in there. Uh, what you need to do is 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 just just buy the Hulk Hogan approved funnel. <laughs> A row of people testing it in this infomercial. This is when their backs turn to the camera. One just gently sticking into the funnel. One just trying as hard as to like aim because the funnel's a bit too high for him. Just trying to aim up to land in, and the other one just perched right on the edge of his shoe, just right on it. <laughs> what you
3: gonna do when Hulk Hogan? was
2: telling you how they now like watertight. And when somebody's done shitting in it, he just closes it up and he's like, "See, waving it round." No shit going anywhere. Crowd's loving it. They've got like on each of them, they've got like a real bad Polaroid of Hulk Hogan in a big boot, yeah. so he cut out and stuck on the like, front of like the uh, like the old NWA women's belt. This kind of <laughs> come back. There's just a, a random like on the tongue or something. It's just a frame picture of Hogan on everyone. It's just like but like he's halfway through a sentence. So yeah, like, <laughs> and he's definitely in the office where like they came up with the design for the shoe. They're just like <laughs> against the Magnolia Wall. Hulk Hogan's shit-and-go. Shit-and-go shoes.
3: <laughs> Hulk Hogan's shoes. They could have been bigger than Crocs. <laughs> fucking, don't shit in a Croc. It'll go everywhere. Why wouldn't he just make shoes out of meat? Because that'll definitely get
2: dog shit on. <laughs> Not if you had a uh, Hulk Hogan-approved rubber foot base.
3: So would you. Actually, do you know what? Let's let's pull on that thread for a minute. Yeah. A whole shoe made of meat. Yeah. So we could do at the end of the day, take your shoe off, yeah. whack it in a pot.
2: Well, you could, yeah. All you got to do first is get out the grinder, you know, like oh. the, the a- angle grinder you'd use to like kind of smooth stuff off, okay. like a belt sander. And you just take the bottom of the shoe and you just go... And take all of the gross stuff off. And then you go... And you blow off all the diamond dust and, and <laughs> sandpaper. And then it's good to go. And then you've got a lovely meal at the end of the day. I think we should be millionaires, Tom.
3: <laughs> shit and go. Hulk Hogan. I want to tweet Hogan now. Tweet Hulk Hogan and go, Hear us out, brother. Hulk Hogan's shit and go. Speak to Sam Driver and Tom Campbell. Don't. <laughs>
2: Let's see if he gets back. Hey, brother, I
3: heard you got an idea for us.
2: Public toilets? I like it. I like it. I've no. got some buddies over at this new place I've been hanging out in, in Clearwater. I don't <laughs> want to meet any of your friends. I don't want to meet any of your friends. I met some of them overseas already. They're, um, they're wonderful.
3: <laughs> anyway, we meet... We hear from Eric Bishop and Bobby Eden for the first time. This this We can't week. go back to the wrestling. Shit shoes, come on. Shit shoes. We we gotta talk about the, the shit from the shit shoes to the possibly shiny shoes of a new world champion because next the shark is challenging the giant. For the WCW World Heavyweight also, title.
2: Eric Bischoff isn't scared of Scott Hall. Ooh. Oh, yes. He says, I won't dignify that interruption. He likes to repeat the fact that he was compared to a Ken doll about 65 fucking times, though. Just for any Barbies out there. I mean, I would. Yeah. If I was, if I was told I look like a Ken doll, I'd I'd, I'd dine out on that for a while. He does look plastic, though. Mm. Not, like, appearance-wise, just... <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nitro. The <laughs> to so comes in and just sort of moves his hands around his cup like this. slowly moving the arm wearing like a black like you know when you see puppeteering on stage wearing like a black morph suit just lifting it up and he's just trying to drink turns out Eric Bischoff is just the head
3: (laughs) (laughs) oh fucking hell that's amazing (laughs) shark and giant for the world title shark is right this is lazy Uh, the announcer goes hailing from tsunami so I went, okay, is it a place a bit like how, like, like, Isaac Yankum hailed from, like, Tata, Illinois or something? Yeah. Is this a place called Tsunami?
2: I can't find a place called Tsunami. I don't know why you'd name a place after a, a horrible cultural disaster.
1: Exactly.
3: <laughs> but apparently he's hail, And it's not even, like, hailing from a tsunami or the tsunami. From Tsunami. Yeah. Where well, are you from? Uh, tsunami.
2: It could be a place. You never know. I'd love Maybe it's th- got a different spelling. If you're from Tsunami... Let me know.
3: Tell us. Please do.
2: Tell us. Um, just email us and say, hey, I'm from Tsunami. Nothing else. Just keep us on our text toes. Tweet Hulk Hogan. Keep us on our toes. Make us worry that you're watching. You're the person across the street at night. You yeah. know? <laughs> and I look out my windows to check the gates take, locked.
3: Take photos of us like putting the bins out.
2: on a Yeah. Just, yeah with just no context. Manila envelope through the door. <laughs> <laughs> we'll know. We'll know you've heard. We'll know Tsunami's a real place.
3: A <laughs> couple of shoulder blocks from Shark have no effect, but a beefy clothesline from the giant <laughs> does. Uh, Shark tries a double axe handle off Brett's rope. Bless him, nothing's working. Giant then slams the shark with fucking He he does
2: get the giant down at least once. He does indeed. He gets him down once, and then it's the end of John Tenter. Yeah,
3: he lands a second rope clothesline (laughs) to shark to take giant down, as you say. Then Jimmy Hart distracts the shark. It gives giant time to recover and land a very impressive choke slam. On to shark for the three. Uh, at one point, Bischoff said, I nearly said, I'll eat this desk if the giant can pick up the shark. You've said it now, you coward. Get on with it. Eat it. Eat if the I desk. had
2: to eat a fucking confectionery hat that gave me diabetes, <laughs> Eric, come on. I've got some I've got some
3: gravy in my Hulk Hogan shoe if it would help. <laughs> <laughs> I can pour that on top for you. Rub it
2: over the bit of chicken that's been in my other shoe for five
1: days. <laughs> it's
2: still good. It's still moist. You know, there's some moisture in there bit of fluff as well but there's some moisture a little bit bit of shoe fluff, possibly some dog shit yeah possibly
3: some white dog shit
2: you know i have been playing on the astro turf so there's probably going to be rubber beads all over the (laughs) meat but you know if you just give it a big shake
3: it'll be all right (laughs) Uh, i didn't expect this as the three count goes down fucking big bubba (laughs) rogers jumps into the ring yep former big boss man former big as if
2: things couldn't get worse for poor john tenter no he gets his hair shaved. Half of
3: it. Half the hair shaved. Half of by it. By Bubba Rogers with a, with a just,
2: little trimmer. Just, just just, make him champion, guys. Get Tomohiro Ishii in, wherever he is in the world right now, sell tape him to John Tenter and you've got the best wrestler in history. Oh my God, that's a dream. Back it? to back. <laughs> 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 Nobody will ever be able to attack him from behind.
3: Now, it, it, <coughs> just imagine walking to a writer's meeting you've got Tenter and Ishii sell to each other. Right, hear me out, right? technically this is the best wrestler ever <laughs> we haven't thought beyond like them being sellotaped together but this is technically we've got a great favorite. spot
2: when somebody knocks me down is she's gonna press up me back up aren't you and he's <laughs> like um, we've not tried it yet
3: <laughs> what if I fall the other way like oh shit <coughs> only one of you can press the other up I thought that far ahead we'll have to weight the other one down like a,
2: like a weeble yeah um, Eric maybe Bisher. yeah if we just put him on a Roomba and get him weebly <laughs> Best wrestler Isn't ever. Even
3: better. We've got Ishii.
2: spinning <laughs> around on the spot. Just like,
3: how do you just beat
2: swinging like this?
3: How do you beat the greatest wrestler ever, which is Ishii intent to sellotape to each other on a Roomba? <laughs> how do you win that match? I'll tell you how. Avoid the Roomba. Or
2: <laughs> we'll just kick the Roomba out from underneath we'll just them. Kick the Roomba. <laughs> I was really disappointed with. Roomba. Maybe we'll give it a Roomba with 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 some knives or something, A couple of butter knives.
3: Every so often, just
2: for my own amusement, if
3: the Roomba's going around the house, yeah. we've got one. It's a bit crap. I just I do sell a tape and knife to it, just pretend I'm doing robot. I,
2: see. I um, I I was thinking about getting a Roomba, but then for the price you pay for him, you can get like a really good Hoover. So I got yeah, a, a really shark. good Hoover. I got a Shark Hoover. Mm. Um, And I eventually settled on it because it was like, oh, it's just creating more fucking work. Like, get in. Just want to sleep. Uh, It's creating more work. But... It means I have to do it. And it's fun. And it's got LEDs. I can hoover in the dark, Tom. I can hoover in the... Can you hoover in the dark? Hoover in Probably, the Probably with da- your rumors. I can, but, but Pablo's vision.
3: been sucked up four times <laughs> when that's <laughs> happened. No, I haven't really. That's a joke. He's fine. He, he what well, the fuck are you using to hoover your house, Tom? He, he still hears the hoover. Like uh, we've, we've had him for nearly four years. He still yeah. hears the hoover and still shits himself and runs away. Oh, yeah. Cooper fucking hates the hoover. Dude, you know what it is?
2: Yeah, you know, it's the Hoover. Like, come on, buddy. It's Sup just me? the Hoover. I've got to clear the fucking floor it's so you Cuba can roll around in it. No, he's, he's a good lad. He's never really hissed at me. Um, he, he's never really hissed any time. I think the only time he's hissed is trying to get him into his carry case. Mm. And that's it. But I worked out the best technique for that. It's just blanket it over, tuck it, and just in. <laughs> <So. laughs> did do it dead quick.
3: Not a trail of dreamies like I did. Yeah, no, I, I <laughs> like was he's looking... Like a cartoon character. Because
2: I, I, I kind of <laughs> needed him to, to... We needed to have him out the flat by a set time. And it was like, right, um... Okay, what's the best way to do it? What's the RSPCA approved way? And they be like, okay, just bring your cat into a room, throw a blanket over him, scoop him up as fast as you can, lob him in the case. Aww. And it was like, in fairness, it saved me getting scratched about eighty times. Yeah, it's true. And by the time he's all comfy inside the the tube of blanket, he doesn't know he's in there, and you just go, Shh. Ah. and then he kind of comes out of it like, "What the what? This is a different place." Yeah, prick. <laughs> Tricked again, bamboozled
3: again. <laughs> um bischoff says in regards to bubba shaving the head of shark half the head of the shark yes this is the most disgraceful thing one wrestler can do to another and i just thought didn't randy orton shit in people's bags
2: isn't rick flair trying to fuck everybody's wife yeah there isn't, is that um you know there's shit sandwich there's i mean there's um god what else injecting people with stuff for jokes uh guns yeah. drugs uh, <laughs> but heaven forbid you shave half a man's head. Disgusting monster! It'd be like shaving off half of the mask. That's the only thing worse. The head shave. Stay still, Ray. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's not that like he popped his eye out. Oh wait, that was the thing. I
2: still can't get over that. That happened.
3: We had a, we had a match where a man and his eye popped out. It was just holding this little kind plastic eye. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like fine. So I'm an airport the other day. it was fine. Yeah. Now Silent he's just having
2: now he's just having family events ruined by his son. <laughs>
3: Great ongoing story. It's a strange is. time. <laughs> uh, now, the head shaving of the shark is for a purpose. The observer says that the shark is changing his name and gimmick once again. This time, he's going to go under his real name of John Tenter. John
2: Sharknado <laughs>
3: Sharknado. Shark
2: Sharknade Quake. He'll oh, also he'll also ter. talk
3: about his legit sports background in sumo and amateur wrestling. So Which yes, yes, legitimize yes, John Tenter. Yes, he's no longer a national a natural disaster. I want to see him no no get the an jumping animal. start.
2: There's like a, a sumo start I've seen uh, a guy do when he was injured. Mm. So he couldn't really do like a big run up. He could do a quick burst of energy, but he couldn't really do the kind of charge. So he just got, got really far back uh, on the dojo. And he sort of like stood there waiting to go, like the back of the mark where he's supposed to kind of start, like as far back as he can be. And <laughs> The kind of sumo doesn't work. that It's not like three, two, one, go. You've kind of both got to accept that you're ready and then you go. Right, so like somebody all drop their hands, and the second the other person drops their hands, it's go. But rather than kind of rushing forward, he just leaps forward <laughs> and just goes like whoop bang and just BTFOs this guy. It was the greatest Jeez. thing.
1: And
2: <clears throat> sumo fucking rules, by the way. Sumo fucking rules. Good sumo fun.
3: fucking rules. No sumo just yet, but sumo tenta coming soon to a channel E you. Uh, up next, <clears throat> the world television title of Derby. See Derby, it's on the line. Lex Luger. The number one contender for the Giants world title is putting his belt on the line against Max. Yep. You know, Max.
2: That's him. That's everybody's favorite wrestler. Who Max. We've
3: definitely talked about uh-huh. loads.
2: We've definitely given the Nitro audience an introduction to him. I, I think that's clear. <laughs> There's Max. <laughs> Max is somebody who has been working, uh, I guess the B shows. So not that you can really call Saturday night a B show, but Saturday night, um, what else was there worldwide and a couple of others but he was um (coughs) he was basically ddp's bodyguard right
3: yes he was as max muscle yeah he previously worked in ww in wcw for as big bad john yeah
2: in the 90s so he's been around for a while i think ddp was doing this whole thing where he was winning Mm. um arm wrestling matches but max was somehow helping him and so Mm. max has kind of been established as this heel but this is maybe you know the first chance to Really strike out. This is a very different look of
3: Max. Uh, like he's got kind of like a little mohawk type thing going yeah. on there. Uh, short tights. Big boy. Yeah, very big boy. He's a bit like if 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 Alex Wright's character Berlin was in WWE All Stars.
2: Yes. That's the best way to describe how he looks. <laughs> Just like a muscly version of that. Also Lex Lugas actually came. I wasn't seeing that. Yeah. I, I don't so so know where that nice came surprise. from. So a Brand spanking yeah. new pyro for Leg Luger. He's Kane.
3: He pulls his muscles and the fire comes out.
2: If you listen carefully to his music, in between all of the the, all the wacky guitar, you can just hear... <laughs> Poor Bearer just kind of whispering on the wind.
3: Of course, Lex Luger is an is an anagram of... Kane. Yeah. Kane is a live undertaker. <laughs> If you look deeply into it, it is.
2: <laughs> You're going to have to fit two Ks into that. A spelling of Lex Luger. Lex
3: Luger. Bischoff. Now, there's a fun bit here as the match gets underway. But Bischoff talks off mic, saying he can wait till the end of the hour. Wait till the end of the hour. I believe he's either talking about the the the, the debutant of Razor Ramon, who wants to talk. Or his son really needs to go to the toilet, but he's busy
2: working. I'm at work. Yeah. You're not supposed to be here. You don't <laughs> exist the second I leave the hat down because you're magic. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's got to be, be remote It is referring you to know, Ramon. He's, he's, he's desperate to speak to the Kendall. Mm. Uh, and so Bischoff's going to make him wait. said, so mm. top of the hour. Make him wait. Uh, Max is impressive here, but Lex Luger stops the rot of
3: a Max assault with a power slam and then puts him away with a torture rack. Fairly straightforward by the numbers match. He didn't think he'd get him up for the torture rack, but he did. Well, this is nice because this actually all jokes aside about random appearance of Max. It yeah. plays into something because Mean Gene comes out to talk to Luger about uh-huh. the giant and the chokeslam through the table and Luger declares that he's paybacks for you-know-what. And his plan, and this is a nice story for Leg Luger, in the run-up to Great American Bash, he's going to be all the big lads in WCW. I'm gonna put me up against every big boy, so by the time I get to the giant, I'm ready to go, and I li-
2: I like that. It's all well and good and everything, but what the fuck's going on with him and Sting? They've just kind of
3: buried. The- well, they didn't bury I that; never, they mentioned it later.
2: I'm never, I'm I'm never letting this go. <laughs> Do you know I want to know why were you gonna hit him with the case, Lex? Mm. Is it because he knew the Wolfpack was gonna be a thing all that time ago? Oh,
3: and then Lex got his mind. Lex break.
2: Luger's actually the mastermind between behind the NWO. Oh.
3: But I don't want to be part of the
2: first one. First one gets a bit shit. I want to be part of the cool one.
3: I'll be back for the sequel.
2: I'll be back with Big Kev with a ponytail myself. (laughs) and more muscles than you can count.
1: (laughs) Because you think Lex is big now. I can count to five.
2: (laughs) You think Lex is big now. (laughs) Fuck me.
3: Oh, he gets big, doesn't he? He gets very big. Jesus. Uh, a little bit of a breakwater match here because a cruiserweight division is being contested. Brad Armstrong is taken on. We get to see him. Hard work. Bobby Walker. Finally. God, he's it's hard been work. two
2: appearances, I believe.
3: He's hard work. I think they just say... Now, apparently, this comes from him being at the power plant. Yeah. All the time. He's the hardest Potting worker. in the hard work, yeah. I do genuinely think, because he's at the power plant, they go, God, you're hard work. <laughs> God, you're hard work. You're Bobby, just, can you just give me
2: five minutes? Oh, Bobby...
3: <laughs> Jesus Christ, Bobby, your hard work, mate. Like, <laughs> so here's the funny thing, right? Like, they sort of treat him as, oh, he's this rookie, this uh, you know young up and comer, this yeah. sprightly newbie. He debuted in '89.
2: Yeah, they've been sort of. Um... He, he's he's moving through the ranks, I guess, so it's a bit of a re-coming out for him. Yeah. Uh, plus, mm, a lot of people aren't really going to actively remember him, given the position he's been occupying on cards.
3: No, it's very true. It's very true. Yeah. Previously managed by Teddy Longo in 95, mm. and now he's, as, I say, as you say, like, and now a low-tier jobber to the stars. Yeah. Uh, and now part of the Cruiserweight division. Um, now, great technical affair here.
2: Yeah. Jesus Christ, Bobby Walker! Can you please stop trying to springboard? Twice, twice he lost mm-hmm. his footing momentarily, and he saved it, which is—I mean—that that says everything. Mm. Like there and then, like the guy managed to salvage it, came off no issues. But the f- couple of times where I saw he's up on the ropes and just watching his footing go, I was like, "Oh God! Mm-hmm. Oh God! Oh, get down! Get
3: down! Get down!" It's terrifying, uh, and and even for the finish where like he goes, okay, well, do you know what? Fair play, fortune favors the brave. Yeah, like you'll, you know, okay, I slipped over there. I'll do a springboard. Oh, nearly fucked that up yeah. twice. Oh shit! Okay, let's well, finish as we planned. Springboard. Oh, nearly died again. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of finishes with a springboard diving headbutt. Yeah, I feel like maybe it was meant to be a sort of blockbuster, but I
2: don't know. It felt a bit like maybe
3: a bit it was weird. A bit of a malfunction at the junction yeah. somewhere. Uh, but it won the match for him. Bobby Walker gets the, a very popular three. Brad Armstrong
2: was like, I'm just, no, this is it. I'm just going to lie
3: here now. Yeah. I. This I is I'd, it. <laughs> if, I, if, I, if we fight longer, we might get you and Bobby. Uh, nice little bit of Cruiserweight showcase there, I thought. Yeah. Nice, it was, yeah. Like Bobby Walker. Yeah. Uh, the match action continues. Lord Stephen Regal is out. Stephen Jeeve. Stephen and Jeeve. Stephen Jeeve. <laughs> <laughs> and he fights Alex Wright. The chairman. Promise. It's German. Uh, lovely European-style wrestling. Um, apparently, Rico used to wrestle in the Indian tar Pits. That's what I learned on commentary from Eric Bischoff.
2: Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I was, you were there? Yeah, I was there. It was like 91, right? <laughs> I was a scout for the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> Back then, I was a handsome man, let me tell you that.
3: <laughs> oh, you still are. <laughs>
2: Uh, a regal stretch uses a mid-match move here this is also real quick before we get into it um, this is also where they lock up they have a really nice opening exchange but the entire time it's just so you've seen Hulk Hogan with all of his friends yeah I was gonna say seen him with all of his friends haven't you Ooh, isn't he a cool guy with lots of friends didn't he look like he definitely <laughs> definitely watches the product every week and doesn't hate us and didn't want to talk to our cameras even though he works for us god look at him smile <laughs> God, he, But he's there. You know, he's alive. Don't worry. Just because he's been missing. Just, oh, I know what you like. It's a really popular thing that both Raw and Nitro
3: do. They've <laughs> kind of put on this auxiliary match so the commentators can just talk
2: about whatever bullshit yeah. they're trying to get over. Steve Austin's, of course, going for... Yeah, and you've got, you know, like two lower carders just sort of wailing on each other a Yeah, bit. it's it's a classic
3: yeah. trope of, of commentary that you don't always call
2: the matches. And then occasionally Vince says, whoa, what a manoeuvre. Anyway, just sort of get <laughs> straight back into it.
3: Uh, with Nail and I offers a, an excellent drinking game, but you know also does? Uh, this Wright, Wright versus Regal match. Uh, every time they do a European uppercut, take a shot. Yeah. A uh, lot of European it's uppercuts like, in this. I think the, the first exchange
2: as they go back and forth, it's just like, uh, like Stephen Regal laying in a European uppercut there. Mm. Of course, Alex Wright firing back with one of his own. He is German, don't you know? <laughs> <was> like-
3: <laughs> now, the end of the match comes when... Um, It looks like Alex Wright's going to do ten punches in the corner. Yeah, Regal knocks him off him, and he lands on the floor. And then Regal does a really lovely cradle. Yeah, really
2: lovely. Just nice little elegant. Mm. That's it. And then
3: he kind of rolls out of it. His music plays. Yeah, yes, thank you, thank you.
2: Like a nice little wrestling win for Regal.
3: Gene gets into the ring to do some character work with Regal. Apparently, Um, asks
2: Regal what he thinks about Americans. They're disgusting. (laughs) And that's just my opinion.
3: His opinion, uh, caution, the opinions of Sam Driver do not reflect those of Coldaholic. Reptiles taking over the. (laughs) (laughs) And another thing. And that
2: one's from a top 10 list we
3: did. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Regal calls Gene a miserable little toad. Um, Do I dare say the line that he says next? Yeah. Where he points at Alex Wright and says, On Memorial Day, my father will be pleased that I defeated Junior
2: Adolf. (laughs) different time it is a very of a different very time. different time but that, that got the desired response from the audience yeah. I believe
3: it did I'm sure Alex Wright was delighted with that yes he slams Savage for walking around like he's a hard man references the guy from another wrestling promotion who wants a war he reminds us he's going nowhere and he should have a say on what goes on to do that he needs to be world champion so he wants to fight the franchise
2: ECW player. Shane Douglas
3: yeah was what I thought why is he challenging Shane Douglas Fuck me. He wants to beat that that face paint moron Sting. Yeah. And then he wants to get a shot at the circus freak of a world champion known as the Giant. Oh, I'm sure we've had Regal and Sting on this illustrious program. Maybe in a tag.
2: I don't think we've seen a one-on-one.
3: Sure we've had, but at some point we've seen them going at it.
2: Also, a couple of points noted, uh, worth noting from the match. We also had Blood Run Cold again, but this time we had oh, yes. Glacier. Oh. So now it actually says Sunday, Glacia. Sunday, <laughs> Sunday. It doesn't say a date, but...
3: <laughs> but, now, but that's it, because we had the same promo for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, and now we have the word Glacier.
2: And it's sort of opening up more, so they're spending a little bit more on the render. Mm. Uh, but uh, also, PlayStation sponsored the instant replay which yeah. was a nice little hello playstation how you doing it's taking you long enough it's fucking 1996 i think they sponsored some replays on raw as well i don't give a shit about the other side tom where you been where you been
3: <laughs> mate you love raw because the saturn are sponsoring the slam of the week
2: we'll get into that later
1: <laughs> where you been playstation
2: segeta sanshiro just needed to shift models of saturn
3: i'm telling you <laughs> yes, that's it is. Gotta get these gone.
2: He's got these adverts cost a lot of money. The Sega
3: Ta Sancho. The best. <laughs> he's got he's got all those in his in his warehouse. Like I've got to get these gone. For anybody space. that
2: doesn't know who Sega to Sancho is.
3: Yeah, fill us
2: in. He's um he was like Sega's official mascot for the Saturn. And the Saturn had a disastrous launch. It cost an absolute fortune. It's probably one of the most expensive video game consoles adjusted for inflation of all time uh, when it released. And it released as a shock. They were just at E3 and went, it's available now. Uh, Thinking that would beat PlayStation. PlayStation walked on stage with this much paper, threw it all away and spent $2.99 and Sega died uh, and had to really quickly get into the Dreamcast. But they had a a mascot called Sega Tosanshiro Japan. And initially it's just him with a big Sega Saturn on his back doing kind of like martial arts things Mm. and kind of imbuing you with the spirit of playing the Saturn, and then as the sales sort of decrease, they become slightly more desperately funny. Where it's Sega to sanshiro really trying to, and they did the same thing with the Dreamcast. They did a special edition uh, of the Dreamcast where they had an advert where the the CEO of Sega was upset that it wasn't <laughs> selling, and I think you could buy a limited edition orange Dreamcast. I think that had the box just has his crying face on it, just like from this advert with like a single <laughs> tear. And it's like, at least they had fun. Oh, that's As going out of business. But that's yeah, Sega to wrote, look him up. The, the song is catchy as fuck.
3: Bloody ace. Oh, there you go. There's some homework for you. I like that a lot. Uh, almost as much as I like the main event of the evening. Um, did I miss any segments between? The uh, I mean, we had the Regal today Shits today? on the Yanks. Yeah. And then
2: Sting versus Scotty Bow
3: there we go. So Scott Steiner and Sting for the, possibly the first time, yes, very heavily hyped main event. Yeah, Two friends, we get to we get
2: to see Scott kind of off the leash here. Oh my god,
3: yeah. do we fucking ever? <laughs> right, <laughs> Scott Steiner fucking dominates Sting. Yep. This this was a surprise. I think to everyone, this has to be one of the performances.
2: This has to be one of the performances they looked at and went, "This guy needs to be a singles
1: player."
3: Yeah. yeah. Early on, he overpowers Sting. Sting gets a couple of a couple of manoeuvres to get him away. But overall, yeah. this is Scott just, just unloading Dominating. on Sting. Yeah. Double underhook, bomb, big, beefy arm drag, Sting. axe handle to the outside.
2: Sting does meet roadblock after roadblock. Like, obviously, credit to him. It's mm. Sting. It's not exactly like he's getting pulverized. He's getting back up and he's trying to get the offensive. But Scott is just having none of it. No, <laughs> Scott is like, fuck you. You're doing nothing.
3: At one point, I believe he's picking him up for a suplex, possibly even the Steiner screwdriver, yeah. getting him up for there. Sting rolls back and hits a scorpion death block. I thought, okay, yeah. that's a cool finish. I don't know when that's not even the finish. No, nope. because then like he gets him, puts him in the corner, uh, and and at one point goes. I think the first thing splash, I think, hit flush. Yeah. The second one goes into the corner. Scott moves out of the way. Fuck you, Sting. Tiger suplex. <laughs>
2: yeah. Like what? <laughs> and then Did Sting owing money. And then Scott just locks him down. And just just, just starts stretching all of his limbs to to death.
3: Just wears on him.
2: <laughs>
3: I think Sting owed Scott money. Maybe like this was like Sting got the good seat on the bus. Yes. Yeah, so like I tell you what, I'll put you over at this point. Rick Steiner and Lex Luger have come out because they both like us. Gone fucking out. What? Yeah.
2: What was this? Hold on! I'm not getting left behind Hang as the secondary man in these yeah, tag teams. Rick Steiner could see, could see
3: himself getting Marty Janetty. He runs down. He's like, oh, oh, uh, oh, I'm here too. I'm barking. You love the barking. Don't Marty Janetty me, please. I brought my dog bowl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finish comes with um, Sting going for a su- going to suplex Steiner onto the floor. Yeah, I think the plan was going to be. It's a cool spot when you do it. Steiner lands on his feet, but still in the suplex position and yeah. then goes to suplex position. He kind of, kind of stumble it a bit, but it's still cool.
2: Yeah. So like it's just chaotic.
3: It's just chaotic, yeah. Because yeah. Sting, so the suplex, Steiner lands on his feet. Steiner then hooks Sting for a suplex. He has him up for a suplex on the outside. Yeah. Leg Luger runs over, fearing for his mate, and pushes him away, gets, gets that gone. Which, which then Rick Steiner comes over they start fucking hoofing each other and he just
2: turns into a four man brawl
3: it's bell sounds Matt's everyone's in the out. ring match thrown out I'm quite disappointed but then as they realise shit the refs aren't splitting this up the roster empties from the night it was like a, like for the for an encore <laughs> Everyone comes back out. Oh, my God, out. it's Max again. Max, yeah. second appearance and last appearance. And actually, do you know what? Fair play. We do even get a second appearance of Steve Dole, who's there to try and help the, 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 the He's fight. He's there to try
2: and help his own national standing Career. on television. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> and WWE wrestlers re- fill the ring and split the Steiners and Sting a leg up. Fucking hell. Mm. Wow. I mean, uh, that was not what I thought it would be. Steiner dominating Sting. And it's not like we get the standard, oh, that's all the time we
2: Because
3: no. we go back to commentary. Back to commentary we go as Bischoff and Heenan are looking to sign off. Bischoff, who seems to have his thing of saying each and every Monday night, but it always sounds like he says each Eat shit, shit every, every Monday, night. Monday night. And as we're signing off each shit every Monday night, here comes Razor Ramon again.
2: Oh. Hey, hey, big boy. Kendall. You think you're cool? think you're special? You do? I can see it in your eyes. Oh. Fred Durst everybody what does he
3: say Tom he says you think you're special (laughs) no (laughs) he says Kendall you've got a big mouth and we're sick of it this is where the big boys play what a joke you go tell Billionaire Ted, get three of your very best. Maybe the nudge me Get who you want. We are taking over. You want a war? You got one. Let's do it right in the ring where it matters. And Bischoff is shitting his britches whenever he goes, we. Yeah. We? Wait, what do you mean? It's we. Have you got hmm. Mabel? Is Mabel the third man? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this whole bit ends with the toothpick being thrown at Bischoff. Another expensive. Which I'm
2: amazed never just nailed somebody in the eyeball. It must have done at some point. Yeah, just just somebody goes to look around and oh
3: turn your eye into like a little entree at a party. Yeah. I'll have that lovely. <laughs> uh well, so the last shot we do see, they come back to it, is of this invader from up north. If Mongo had been there, he wouldn't have come near. Absolutely. That's all I'm saying. Maybe that's why Mongo wasn't there, just to be sure that gets across. <laughs> so I Mongo I, just thinks it's real. Get out of yeah, here! Yeah. You're not you're not in the Derby's Derby. This felt like a fun episode of Nitro, What do yes. you
2: think? Yeah, it felt like it was kind of slow in places, but it, it's, you know, it's it's early days. We're in mm-hmm. the new two-hour format. Things are going to pick up. It's going to sort of solidify a lot more. They are experimenting with more vignettes, more cutaways, more background filler, which is going to be important as Nitro kind of becomes the main show people watch mm-hmm. over Saturday night, over, you know, worldwide and all of the kind of catch-up stuff. So Nitro is is sort of... Gonna need to have a lot more storyline refinement. It's gonna need a lot more going into it because there's obviously more eyes on the product, more space for talent, and I guess that's why we saw some fresh talent coming through yes. uh today as well. Just to kind of put people out there, see how they get on. But it's it's interesting to have this,
3: like, to watch this show because we always know this show for that iconic bit with Scott Hall. Yeah, but it goes on. Yeah, but then like, I didn't realize. Oh, that's in the first twenty minutes. Yeah. Okay. And there's other stuff that happens. Yeah. That's why I love doing the show week to week because it's all these iconic moments, and you go, okay, what else happened that night? How do they keep people invested after that thing happened? We find out week to week, and we continue to find out week to week. Next week, and until then, he is at the Sam Driver on Twitter. I'm at Tom Gamble on Twitter. Together, we're at (laughs) Gold (laughs) on (laughs) Twitter. The most disgusting thing I've ever seen: shaving a man's head.
2: Dirty meat shoes. (laughs)